Ciao ragazzi! Welcome to the Piatto Real Italian Food Podcast. This is Nicole, and today from Italy we'll be talking about 10 so-called Italian foods that are not popular in Italy. Italians have immigrated all over the world. As a result, Italian food has become popular in many countries. But is the food you find at Italian restaurants abroad actually common in Italy? Here's a rundown of 10 so-called Italian food and dishes that are not commonly eaten in Italy. Ask for them in Italy, and best case scenario, your audience will be perplexed. And worst case, you'll incur the wrath of Italians, who tend to be very protective of their culinary tradition. Number 10, spaghetti and meatballs. If you believe the movies or even Italian-American festivals, there's nothing more Italian than the dish spaghetti and meatballs. That's why it might surprise you to learn that spaghetti and meatballs are almost never eaten together in Italy. Spaghetti with tomato sauce? Sure. Saucy meatballs? Eh, maybe. Meatballs alone without sauce? Now that's Italian. Meatballs in general aren't typically served with pasta and large meatballs are never served with pasta in Italy. Rather, large meatballs, or polpette di carne, are served alone as a second course or appetizer. There is one region of Italy, Abruzzo, near Rome, where tiny meatballs are served with spaghetti, and specifically spaghetti alla chitarra. Spaghetti with these tiny meatballs is considered a dish specific to that one region. Spaghetti alla chitarra is a type of handmade spaghetti cut with a guitar-like pasta cutter. And you can watch Italian Grandma Lulu make it in our video recipe at youtube.com slash piatto recipes. Number nine, garlic bread. Buttery, cheesy, and garlicky. Served as breadsticks or on a large loaf of bread sliced in half. It's garlic bread, but is it Italian? The garlic bread served abroad and called Italian has virtually nothing in common with its Italian inspiration, the bruschetta. In Italy, it is very common to toast slices of Italian bread, rub fresh garlic over the bread, and top it with a pinch of salt and a generous drizzle of nutritious extra virgin olive oil. The bruschetta is toasted in an oven or better yet, on a grill. The bread, however, is not the Italian bread served abroad, but usually more like a dense European sourdough bread with very little salt in it. The traditional bruschetta doesn't have cheese, butter, and never garlic salt or powder. Always fresh garlic for those who want their bruschetta garlicky. A cut half of garlic is simply rubbed over the toasted bruschetta for those that want the fresh garlic taste. Che buono! Number eight, chicken marsala. Served abroad, chicken marsala usually consists of chicken breast served with a savory gravy made with marsala wine and sometimes includes mushrooms. While tasty, this dish is not considered an Italian classic. So where does chicken marsala take its inspiration? Italians do eat scalopine with marsala sauce or scalopine with mushroom sauce. Scalopine consists of thin slices of meat, almost always veal, breaded and fried, and served with a sauce of some kind. Marsala and or mushroom is common in the sauce, but not usually combined in the same sauce. Number seven, Italian dressing. Dressing on salads is not really a thing in Italy. Italians typically keep their lettuce salad simple. A bit of salt, a drizzle of extra virgin olive oil, and maybe a splash of some vinegar or lemon juice. Pre-mixed dressings are not common staples and are not typically served in restaurants. You also don't find them lining grocery shelves. Homemade dressings are sometimes used for other types of salad like cabbage slaw or fennel. In this case, a bit of anchovy might be melted with some vinegar 
and combined with oil to make a condiment for those types of salads. But in Italy, there's really no such thing as an Italian dressing. Number seven, pepperoni pizza. Pizza? Oh yeah. Pepperoni? Well, there's the problem. Pepperoni is decidedly an Italian-American invention. Since it is a cured salami made with chili pepper, pepperoni gets its name from the Italian pepperoni, which means pepper and refers to bell peppers. This can be very confusing for tourists. In fact, pepperoni was only used to describe meat starting in 1919 in America. Pepperoni found its inspiration in the spicy salamis found in Naples and Calabria, but is different than these cured meats due to its texture and shape. Number six, mozzarella sticks. Breaded and deep fried sticks stuffed with multi mozzarella is often considered Italian food abroad, but you guessed it, they aren't popular in Italy. First off, the kind of mozzarella used in mozzarella sticks is very different from the fresh mozzarella popular in Italy. Mozzarella sticks likely take their inspiration from paline di mozzarella fritte, fried mozzarella balls. A much more common eaten version of fried mozzarella is the mozzarella in carrozza. Here, mozzarella and other ingredients are sandwiched between crustless bread, breaded and fried. They are like mozzarella French toast sandwiches and are a favorite among Italian children in Italy. Number five, spaghetti with ragù bolognese. Ragù bolognese is certainly a traditional Italian sauce if it's made with the classic ingredients. However, almost every Italian in Italy knows that the traditional pasta served with the sauce is tagliatelle, not spaghetti. To learn how to make the recipe considered traditional in Italy from the region of Bologna, check out our video recipe at youtube.com slash piattorecipes. Number four, fettuccine alfredo. Fettuccine alfredo is almost as popular as meatballs are in Italian restaurants abroad. But who was this alfredo? And is this dish considered a traditional recipe by Italians? Fettuccine Alfredo takes this inspiration from a classic Italian pasta dish made with butter and Parmigiano cheese. This dish, called simply pasta burro e parmigiano, dates back to the Middle Ages. Then, in 1892, an Italian chef named Alfredo di Lelio put his own stamp on the dish, serving Fettuccine Alfredo at his restaurant to tourists. There, he finished his traditional dish at the table in dramatic fashion. His recipe included triple the butter of the traditional recipe, Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese, and featured fettuccine noodles as the pasta of choice. So, is it popular with Italians in Italy? Well, yes and no. Yes, Italians do recognize a dish like this as traditional, but it doesn't go by this name. They simply call it pasta burro e parmigiano, and frankly, it's considered such a simple and easy dish most Italians would not think to order it at a restaurant. Number three, Italian sausage. I happen to love fennel, but the idea of fennel being an ingredient in traditional Italian-made sausage is simply a myth. In Italy, fennel seeds are negatively associated with overpowering the flavor of sausage. In fact, there's an expression in Italian, infinocchiare, which is used to say that someone has been duped because in the past, fennel seeds were in fact added specifically to mask spoiled meat or wine. You can find fennel on occasion in regional sausages, but it is not associated with the iconic sausage of Italy or even the most common sausages. Number two, pasta primavera. Another staple at Italian restaurants abroad is pasta primavera, 
There is no pasta with this name in Italy. Pasta Primavera was invented in America in the 1970s. No doubt, it took its inspiration from at least two genuinely traditional Italian dishes. Pasta all'ortolana, garden pasta, and a pasta version of the Roman classic Vignarola. Garden pasta is popular throughout Italy and features summer vegetables, usually onions, zucchinis, peppers, eggplant, and carrots. There's no one way to make it, but these are the common ingredients. Primavera, for those who don't know it, literally means spring in Italian. The Roman pasta vignarola romana is more directly an inspiration for the so-called pasta primavera, as it indeed features seasonal vegetables that traditionally grew between the vignarola, or grapevines, in spring. Vegetables include spring onions, peas, fava beans, and artichokes. Traditionally, vignarola is a mixed veggies dish, but these days it is sometimes added as a condiment to pasta. You can find recipes for both of these dishes at youtube.com slash piatto recipes. And number one, pasta carbonara with cream, peas, or parmesan. This is a classic pet peeve of Italians in Italy. Yes, pasta or spaghetti carbonara is a very popular dish in Italy. There are a few ways it can be made and still be considered reasonably traditional and reasonably Italian. None of these involve heavy cream, peas, or so-called Parmesan cheese. The classic carbonara in Italy is a pasta tossed in a sauce made from egg and pecorino cheese, finely grated. The creaminess in the sauce comes from an emulsion generated from starchy pasta water mixed with the egg and pecorino cheese. The pasta is served with a fried guanciale, and the pasta is cooked in the pork drippings as well. So why do the carbonara abroad include so many untraditional ingredients? Well, we've no idea how peas came into play, but the addition of heavy cream is almost certainly because the real pasta carbonara takes some skill to make. It's not a dish to be whipped up by minimum wage cooks or pre-prepared. Further, if one is trying to avoid foodborne illness from undercooked eggs, even more skill is needed. Parmigiano is not traditional, but Parmesan is definitely not ever used in Italy. Parmesan in most countries outside Italy can refer to any number of aged cheeses, with or without fillers, none of which have the flavor of the classic Parmigiano Reggiano, which is the go-to cheese in so many traditional Italian dishes. So if you get a plate of pasta carbonara that looks white instead of yellow, has heavy cream or peas, you may be eating something tasty, but you aren't eating the pasta carbonara of Italy. So there you have it, 10 so-called Italian food and dishes that are not popular in Italy itself. If you love these foods, keep loving them. Just don't ask for them in Italy. You can find the video recipe for this delicious dish at youtube.com slash piatto recipes, where we have foolproof, mouthwatering video recipes of Italian dishes that you can make at home. Thanks for listening to the Piatto Real Italian Food Podcast. And buon appetito!